Welcome to Private Banking Strategies Podcast with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks, your secret weapon to protect your assets and never have to start over financially again. Vance and Seth help high net worth individuals, families, business owners, and investors structure an asset-protected, tax-free fortress for their families. Learn how to keep what you earn and use the velocity of money to create your own private banking system. Join us on this journey as we explore the secret strategies of the rich and political elite and help you take total control of your financial security. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Private Banking Strategies with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks. Gentlemen, how are you today? We're just fantastic. Doing good, Eric. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. This this series is amazing. For those that are just joining us, we've reformatted the podcast a bit, and it's, it's, it's awesome because Vance is telling the story of real clients, their lives, what's happened, where they came from, and where they're at now using private banking strategies, and really telling that story and you're going to find yourself in these stories. I, I guarantee it. You're going to find yourself in part of these stories. Hey, that was me, or that could have been me, or that's me right now. And then you're going to want to stick around for the second half of this podcast because Seth is going to break down some of the stuff that Vance was talking about when it comes to the pillars or strategies that they use in this system. Right now, this podcast is actually a third part of a three-part podcast about one family in particular. And I'm going to let Vance pick up right where he left off. Vance, what? tell us just a little bit about the family. All right, I will do that. I'm excited to do that. This family, we're going to call the Cairo family. Or uh, a, He was a professional chiropractor, or is, and we have special permission. We want to give thanks to this family for allowing us to share these numbers. Of course, we have changed the names to protect them, <laughs> but let's go forward. One of the things I want to just kind of reiterate to bring back, this was a uh, client who suffered what we're going to call catastrophic financial failure. He was misdiagnosed with Lyme's disease. And if you haven't heard the prior podcast, you want to do that to catch up. Also, we're going to provide a video on the actual numbers because we don't have a way right now to actually delve into the numbers, nor do I think we need to. For those of you who would like to do that, we'll share on how you can actually get that and review it time and time again. What we're talking about is showing this couple if they will follow a banking strategy, remember, we say this over and over again, that banks always get the money back. The reason that they do is they lend it and they account for every penny. They always keep money in motion. They never mo let money even sleep overnight. Anybody here ever heard of overnight lending? At two o'clock in the afternoon, the money moves forward with the sun it goes all the way around the world back into the bank at 8 o'clock in the morning, and they've earned a fraction of a percent interest on that excess money that was in the bank before, called overnight lending. And we're going to try to wrap up this family in, uh, in this podcast. We've got several pillars to go on over, but I'm going to share with you some things that they discovered along the way. And it's called exponential compounding, where we pay off one loan, then we start getting those payments coming in. Remember, now we're financing everything. Those payments come in, they're starting to combine. We combine all those payments annually. That goes out and buys more debt. So I think it would be appropriate now to discover 
the banker's mentality. So I'm going to hope, share with you how banks think about money. We're taught to chase interest rates and avoid the problem. Interest rates are not how banks make income. They make it off of velocity and, of course, fractionalizing, which, which we can't do. So let's go into a typical loan, and I share this in, in our own book, an example. And I want to do that because it comes to point here with each of these loans they can annualize. If you have the perfect investment that you don't have to pay tax on, you don't have to declare anything, the outside world doesn't even need to worry about it because you're self-financing your own debt, what type of return would you like, Eric? A lot. <laughs> a lot. How much is a lot? Oh. What would you be happy with? What would you be satisfied with? Oh, I'd say 10% would be pretty satisfactory. Okay. And if we can get more than 10%, can Seth and I have it? <laughs> no, <laughs> but we could talk about it. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what we want to do is we want to talk about how money is made. So I'm going to go over a typical example with a credit card. Everybody fears credit cards because it has such high interest. Mm-hmm. And folks, let me go back to this statement. It's not so much about what we don't know about money that hurts us. It's what we think we know about money that's incorrect. People do not understand the fabulous tool that comes in what's called a credit card. A credit card is a line of credit. And they think because it's a high interest rate, they want to avoid that. It's probably the number one best investment, lowest interest you'll ever pay. Now, of course, there are some other loans, but when you start looking at the volume of interest we have to pay, you'll understand what we're talking about. So let's use a credit card. An unexpected bill comes in. We lose our air conditioner. Of course, summer's happening, so we're going to have to get it replaced right now. And in order to do that, we're going to bring in a couple of bids, and uh, we're going to go the one we feel the best. And let's say that that bill it comes to $10,000 because it took the whole unit out. Hmm. So we're going to put it on plastic because that's the American way. We put it on plastic, and then when the bill comes in, we figure out how we're going to pay for it. So the bill comes in. We take a look at our assets, and we discover that all of our assets are tied up. That's also Murphy's Law, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so now we got to go to plan B. All right, let's say the interest rate is 25%. Oh, man, that's death all by itself. How much can we change our budget up to be able to pay this off as fast as possible? So let's say we come up with $500 per month. Those are three numbers everybody listening to this needs to either write down or remember. It's going to take $10,000. The interest rate is 25%. The monthly payment is $500. The Vance Lowe Lending Institution would jump all over this debt and buy it in a heartbeat. Eric, do you know why? Because you're going to make the money instead of the bank. Okay, yeah, we're going to make it. But what would the incentive be out of those three numbers? Where's, where's the incentive? Well, if I'm following along, it's interest rate. Interest rate. Okay, man, that's 25%. You said you'd be satisfied with 10, right? <laughs> okay, you got me. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, so 25%, but guess what? That does not even enter into the picture of why I would buy that debt. Hmm. Folks, listen and learn. If it's not the interest rate, 
What on earth could it be? Welcome to the banker's mentality. It's this, folks. What are the terms? The terms are, I've got to take $10,000 of my money to buy that debt, right? Okay. What are the terms? They're going to make a payment to me of $500 per month. Let's evaluate why I would buy this debt. 500 a month income coming off of that debt times 12, so annually, 12 times 500 is $6,000, right? Yep. So at the end of the first year, I have $6,000 in hand, and I still have my $10,000 out there working for me, correct? Mm-hmm. In a way, yeah. So... The value is this. You take the volume of return and you divide it by the money at work. And this one's simple. It comes out at 60% volume of return, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So, Eric, is that high enough? That's nice. (laughs) (laughs) And if it's totally tax-free? Now, part of that's going to be principal, but the bank's are more concerned with the control of money. What what comes back in under their control, they can reinvest it. Mm-hmm. So now follow with me. Now we've got that $6,000 in hand, and we still have this $10,000 going to produce another six. If we can invest that six and get the same return, at the end of the second year, we're going to have another $10,000 in hand from repayments, aren't we? Mm-hmm. True. Because the six is going to bring in 4000 60% of 6000 is 4000 So I've now replaced the money I bought that debt in as short as two years. How long, Eric, would you like this to last? Oh, forever. <laughs> That'd be great. When this debt is paid off, are there other things that you've bought that you'd like the money back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Folks, can you start to begin to understand the power of banking? The banks always get the money back, but where they make their money, where they make their power is in the volume of payments coming in. Mm-hmm. That they get to they get to fractionalize. So every dollar of payment that comes in, they turn it into 10 and lend that out over and over and over again and that's what creates our inflation and the downfall of banks someday. That is called the banker's mentality. And it wasn't very long before this chiropractic family caught on to that. Because pretty soon, the monthly payments started doubling and doubling, doubling, and they took every single penny. Instead of spending it, they went and bought more debt. Mm -hmm. So it was a fine-tuned balance. Now, yes, we had to adjust their schedule annually because nothing absolutely works perfectly, but they were able to follow the schedule pretty darn closely. They didn't have any outside circumstances happen. And I think the, the man above blessed them because of the you know trials that they went through that mm-hmm. they could get through and clear off all this debt. It's called the banker's mentality. Now, Seth, I think we can go in and we can discuss how what those pillars represent as we start getting momentum And as this money starts accumulating, and and again, Seth called it in in an earlier podcast, momentum, tailwind. Tailwind helps push us along. It eases us instead of a headwind. Headwind are finances or expenses, things that, you know, where we lose control of money. We want to get out of that world. We want to get into the world of 
every time we go to work, putting that new, uh, at least a portion of that money into our efforts to advance us just like the regular banks. Yeah. This family discovered that and tackled one after another, after another, after another. The long story here, folks, is these guys were amazed. Their whole comment was this, Vance, this is impossible. The numbers don't add up, but yet they do. Mm. The only way we can accomplish this is to be able to get the money back and use it over and over. But every time we use it, we get a new dollar's worth. One more thing I want to point out here. They never had to pay out of their pocket and current income any additional money that went into their policy. See, they're capitalizing their bank, their policy. That all came from money that they were giving away. All right. I know that the second part of this podcast is going to be Seth kind of chiming in here and, and talking about that those strategies. Uh, but I also want to tease one thing. There is a Loom video that these guys have put together. We're going to talk about at the very end of the show how you can get uh, to that Loom video and, and watch that. Uh, but that really is going to bring things onto the screen for you, the numbers, the statistics, some of the charts that they're using, so you can visualize exactly what they're talking about. But that'll be coming up after the second half of this podcast. Do you see yourself in that story? Do you feel like you are generating a lot of revenue but are not moving forward as fast as you would like? Are you ready for help? Please call Private Banking Strategies at 817-200-4777 or visit us at www.privatebankingstrategies.com. All right, thank you for joining us for the second half of this podcast. Seth is on stage, got the mic. All right, lay it down, Seth. What are we doing? Thanks, Eric. Velocity of money, multiple touches on the same dollar. The banks always get the money back. And that's what we're going to teach our clients at Private Banking Strategies how to do, how to get the money back. That's where they get the tailwind and the momentum into financial freedom. So Vance was describing the volume of interest versus the rate of interest. Now, for all you homeowners out there or real estate investors, I want you to go and grab your mortgage interest disclosure from your home or a real estate deal that you've done. And I want you to look at that disclosure in the, in the total interest paid back to the bank. And I want you to compare that number to the price of the property that you bought. And stare at that for a while, chew on that, and you'll, you'll see a much, much greater number in the amount of interest that you're going to pay over the lifetime of that mortgage versus what the property's worth. That's the whole principle of volume of interest. That's not just rate of interest. That's volume of interest. And that's one component of volume of, of interest. The other components are the fact that as soon as the, the bank gets that monthly mortgage payment, that it is multiplied through fractionalized banking at about a 10 to 1 ratio, and they lend $10 on $1 out of thin air. And Vance was describing that and, and why that will ultimately fail an economic system. But if you're in private banking strategies, you'll be immune to that. So we want to drive home the point that this is not a rate of interest 
uh, focus. It's a volume of interest focus. And that's where the velocity of money and multiple touches on that same dollar come into play. When a client captures that concept and the light bulb comes on, that's when it really starts to take effect. And this principle really, really, it, it, it comes into play in real estate. Because real estate is something that provides cash flow through rental income, and it's something that whereby Vance touched on this in a prior podcast about uh, recasting a loan as opposed to refinancing. You'll notice that recasting, most people will go, what is recasting? Recasting is actually where you avoid having to pay that volume of interest that's in your mortgage interest disclosure back, and you cut that in half, you cut that in fourth, and you you tackle that principle with a recast. Uh, Certain states do that, others may not. Texas is one that has, you're able to recast your loans, and you can circumvent volume of interest paid back to, to financing properties that you may be in. Now, the, he- the headwind versus tailwind uh, is one is a concept that we, we really want you to understand. And to understand that, you've got to understand the difference between volume of interest and rate of interest. When they capitalized the bank, the chiropractic family capitalized their bank the first time, they, they scrapped together around $30,000. They had half a million in debt. And from an outsider's perspective, they'll go, this is never going to work at a high rate of interest on 500000 But in 73 months, they were out of debt, and they were purchasing other people's debt. They were financing other businesses' acquisitions, and they were completely financially free. So that's one of the main pillars of this system. And it's also one of the very uh, hardest to explain. Eric, in some of our prior discussions, you were asking some great questions and, and, and really wanting to get into the nitty gritty of the velocity of money. And Vance and I have found that in our microwave culture, people want a 30 second answer that just checks the box. This is not one of those pillars. It just simply isn't. You're gonna have to jump in and swim through the, the, the material. You're going to have to get your feet wet. And like I was describing to you off air, you can watch a video on how to do jujitsu or how to swim until the cows come home. But until you actually get on the mat and start to train or get in the pool and start to learn how to swim, you're not really going to get it. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Let me just ask you a question, Seth. So the question that maybe some of our listeners have right now, is this going to be worth learning this new strategy? Was it worth it for this client? It makes all the difference. They came out of complete hopelessness and slavery to their own debt into a place where they're entirely financially free in 73 months. But they saw the light at the end of the tunnel. They had to work twice as hard, right? No, they didn't have to work twice as hard, and they didn't allocate any additional second job income or sell off their their firstborn or any other extraordinary effort to accomplish this. They didn't work any harder. They just used what they had in their hands. I hope people can realize this. You don't have to change your lifestyle to win. Yeah. Well, my daughter will be happy, you know, that I'm not going to sell the firstborn. So (laughs) that's good. That's good. Hey, well, Seth just said something I'd like to compound on just a a little bit, and that's mortgages. We always like to give takeaways, information. If you learn nothing else in these three podcasts, please learn this and take away. Never, ever refinance your mortgage. 
Let me give you a perfect example. Most people out there believe they're actually paying the mortgage rate. Folks, you are never going to pay down to that mortgage interest rate that you refinance to until the very last of the term, that 30 years or whatever else. You're going to start in the high 90% interest rates. You think 25% on a credit card is high? Look at your first mortgage payment when you first took out the mortgage. And every five years, people just run and refinance their homes, don't they, Seth? Either that or they've got to move or something, and they lose anywhere from sixty-five dollars to $85,000 of unearned interest that these mortgage contracts doesn't require the mortgage companies to pay back. And if that happens every five years, look at the wealth we lost. And we've got some materials uh, on this that, that people can dive into in other places on our website. What, he, what Vance is describing is the conditioning of our culture to believe that the lower the interest rate, the better the loan. And that it's a total red herring. It's a misdirection that needs to be exposed. And that's what we're doing for our listeners here that has a great value and a takeaway for free that it's not the rate of interest that matters. Most people statistically either refinance or move within five years. They never get to that 30-year uh, end of the term. It's, they see a better interest rate, and especially in the longest bull market and, and suppressed interest rates that, that our country's ever seen. So the, the reality is, though, is that's what the banks want to condition people to think so that they refinance and that they continue to pay a inverted high interest, low principal equity in, in their equity curve. Every loan structure has a principal and an interest, right? And at the beginning of the loan, you're paying mostly interest and very little principal. You have very little equity in the property. And at the end of the term, you're paying less interest and you're paying more principal. Well, that's a fallacy that we want to expose. So and that's the whole point of why we shouldn't focus on rate of interest, but volume of interest, and why you should have the velocity of money working for you and getting multiple touches on that dollar that you worked hard to earn. Yeah. Wow. That's... Again, another powerful podcast. We spoke about it just a little bit earlier. I teased about the Loom video. Guys, what's on this Loom video and how do people find it? It's their total setup. The, what they reported is their debt line itemed out, the, the 13, 14 debts, the balance they owed, the monthly payment and the interest rate, what little assets they have. We put those down and where we started them with their bank. And then it literally shows a report of what they were supposed to do month by month, year in and year out. And it shows when they acquire that debt. And the last debt acquired is their primary resident, which just so happened to be their highest loan. And that occurred in month 70, I think it was 75. Let's see here. Let me make sure. Yep. 73. Excuse me. All right. And, and, and people can find that video through a link in the summary of this podcast, correct? Right. Perfect. 
Guys, thank you so much for providing that information, those resources. Again, invaluable. I appreciate it. I know that I'm looking forward to seeing it. And I think that everybody that is listening to this needs to go see it so they can actually visualize the things that you guys are talking about. Because this does sound a little complex, and it is. You guys are doing a great job of breaking it down, but that will just seal it up to where you can see exactly what they're talking about and how it works. So please go, go to that resource. Get it for free. Everyone needs to check out that video. Also, if you need to, rewind this podcast a little bit. There was a a mid-roll commercial, as we call them, about the middle of this podcast. There's some contact information you may want to write down and, and reach out to these guys. Again, Seth. Thank you so much for breaking this down. I appreciate your time. And Vance, same thing. The, the, the storytelling that you do with the passion that you bring to the table, uh, I know that a lot of us are feeling what that family has felt. And the next podcast, you're going to dive into a different family, correct? Oh, absolutely. And it'll, it'll bring on a whole new uh, chapter or concept of, of what we deal with. All right. I'm looking forward to it again, guys. Thank you so much. And of course, our last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Private Banking Strategies podcast with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Vance and Seth come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Private Banking Strategies, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Did that story feel like it was about you? Do you feel you should be making more progress toward your financial goals? Do you feel stuck? Let us help you get unstuck. Are you ready to take action and get your own private bank? Please call Private Banking Strategies at 817-200-4777 or visit us at www.privatebankingstrategies.com. Thank you for listening to the Private Banking Strategies Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of private banking strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.